Welcome to another episode of You See Me But You Don't Know podcast, where we allow celebrities and athletes to tell their story their way. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. This is Reggie, and we have Coach Brian Basil from Flower Mound High School. And uh, amazing guy, and you know, I just want to say welcome to the show. And we're going to start off by telling us who is Coach Brian. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. So growing up, you, you grew up in Ohio, I grew correct? Up, okay. grew up in Ohio. Okay. Um, grew up in Columbus, Ohio, a little, little town. Uh, was, was born in, in Columbus on, on the west side of Columbus and, uh, and then ended up moving in middle school and grew up in, graduated from Hilliard High School in Hilliard, Ohio, a little, little uh, farm town. I uh, had a great experience there. Grew up playing sports, playing everything. I mean, we, when we were growing up, we were outside playing in the neighborhood, playing wiffle ball, playing football, just any kind of game, any any kind of competition, we were out uh, doing that. And uh, um, played played baseball and football through high school. Uh, had a high school football coach that was a tremendous influence on me. Okay. Um, and uh, was a mentor for me. Uh, had a great experience with with teammates that I played with, the relationships that I developed and okay. wanted to continue that and had an opportunity to go continue to play in college. Um, I ended up walking on at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. Okay. And okay. Had a great experience playing there. I I, uh, I wasn't the biggest guy in the world, wasn't, wasn't the fastest guy, but just wanted to continue playing. Had not really thought about coaching, was in the back of my head, but uh, through my experience there, um, Ended up deciding after I graduated that I wanted I wanted to continue okay. that as a profession. I'd missed being a part of a team. I'd been a part of a team all my life growing up and playing sports, and, and wanted to continue to be a part of that. And um, the coaches that I had uh, through high school, through college, just again tremendous impact okay. on me. And I think that highly influenced my decision to continue yes. that route. So I ended up uh, getting my teaching certification. And even though I grew up in Ohio, I had some opportunities through. Job fairs. Okay. Uh, I, I graduated from Miami and went to Ohio State through a graduate program to get okay. my certification. So through a job fair there, I ended up getting my my first uh, job in coaching at Colleyville Heritage High School the year that okay. it opened. Okay. And started out there. Um, again, was was surrounded by some great coaches, mentors. A head coach who hired me, Chris Cunningham, uh, was a tremendous in, impact on me. Uh, there were four or five coaches on that staff who later became head coaches. So wow. surrounded with a lot of knowledge and experience okay. and, and people that kind of took me under right. their wing and helped me learn a lot of the things that I learned. Um, I feel like I still apply today through high school, college, and, and that first experience there at Colleyville Heritage. Okay, uh, I was there for six years. Took a defensive coordinator position at Irving MacArthur High School. Yes, know it well. <laughs> Irving MacArthur High School, um, my... Uh, the, the head coach that hired me there, David Beatty, um, good friend of mine, his wife and my wife were, were roommates in college. So when I met my wife, got to be friends with, with Coach Beatty. And uh, when he had an opportunity there at MacArthur, he, he hired me okay. um, to be his DC. I was there for three years and had a great amount of success there. The, the program, when I, when I took over at Colleyville Heritage, my first year was the first year that the school uh, opened. So I got to experience building a, a program from scratch. I was a freshman coach, but still saw the works of, of what it took to right. establish traditions and establish a foundation of, of, of a program and a program philosophy. And then I we went to MacArthur. Uh, they had had some down years. 
and and we came in and very fortunate and blessed. Had some good players. Just timing, I think, is everything and a lot yes. of things. And we were there at a good time where we had some success early on, and uh, learned a lot of things from from Coach Beatty. And uh, got my first head coaching job um, after three years there at MacArthur at Crandall High School, okay, a three A school uh, southeast of Dallas. Had a great experience there. Really loved it there. First opportunity to to run my own program. Of course, I relied entirely on things I learned from Coach Cunningham and Coach Beatty and building a program and getting things started. We made the playoffs that year and uh, really enjoyed it there. As a way it turned out, Coach Beatty uh, at MacArthur had an opportunity to pursue a, a college job. He was he took a receiver's job at Rice University. Okay, nice. And they hired me back at, at MacArthur to be the head coach. And I, I spent 10 years there, 10 great wow. years there. Loved it, really uh, enjoyed it. Uh, had Had a lot of uh, success there had had some had some years just like a lot of places you have some good years have some some tougher years but uh, kids were awesome great community great leadership there uh, and loved it then um, the flower mound job came open athletic director in Louisville ISD at the time was uh, the assistant head coach when I started out at Colleyville Heritage and he uh-huh. called me and asked me if I'd be interested in taking a look at it and I came I thought there were a lot of things in place to um, to, to, to build some success there. Um, had a tough decision yeah. in leaving a place that I loved in MacArthur, um, but ended up feeling like it was a challenge I wanted to pursue. And, and I've, I've spent seven years at Flower Mound and nice. really enjoyed it here. Great community, hardworking um, players in and out uh, on, on the field, in the classroom, in the community, a lot of, a lot of well-rounded kids. And so um, it's been great. Uh, I've been in the profession 27 years now and, and and just never feel like I have to go to work a single day. I enjoy what I do. Um, my, my wife is an awesome coach's wife. She's very supportive. She's <laughs> she's an elementary PE teacher. So when we met, she was actually coaching middle school across the street from Colleyville Heritage High School. Oh, wow. She was at Heritage Middle School. And, and so when I, when I met, um, she was involved in athletics and loves it. Our, our kids grew up competing and kind of coming to games on Saturday, Friday night. They, they spent... Okay. Either on the sideline or in the bleachers, so right. I just feel like I've been blessed to have a coach's family that that supports what we do, and um, it, it's it's been a calling for me. Okay, um, enjoy having an impact on, on on players and coaches that I'm around. I look at the impact that people had on me, yes, from my coaches and my teammates and and my fellow coaches, and and I think that's a big part of my mission is to right. continue to pass that along of with the impact it had on me to others. And and now I know. Uh, we had Chad Henning on the show, and he said the same thing you just said. It was his high school coaches, his college coaches, that basically built who he is today. And he put coaches on a pedestal, which I think every successful kid, they get some kind of a foundation from their high school coaches or college coaches or Little league coaches or whatever it is. Um, now you had a big group of your guys sign D one scholarships. What? How have you prepared your guys that have gone on to that next phase? How have you prepared them for that college game? Because I hear the college game is faster, but I hear now with all the all of the select stuff that happens now, these kids are already ready to jump right in and start in a D1 program. Right. I, I look back at the experience that I had, and, and, and I was a walk-on. So 
but but not that you know whether you come in as as a scholarship guy as a walk on you you're you're doing the same thing you're showing up today you're going to practice you're working out uh, I, I was very fortunate that eventually uh, I was put on scholarship and that was a goal of mine. And I think that whatever level you're at, it's important to have goals. And so you, you, you go in and whether it's as, as, as a high school player, your freshman year was college player, whatever that is, we were real big on, on, on that goal setting. We tell our players okay. that, that, all right, you, you got to think about what you want and ha- having a goal is important, but it's not the main thing. It's about what you do on a daily basis to achieve that goal. And I think the biggest thing we try to do in our program, and whether it's for college or not, the the, the skill set that you learn and the things you learn are what are going to allow you to be successful. We, we say all the time that football is not a transferable life skill, but what you learn in football is, and we're real big on the things that it, we have a, we call it the building blocks of a championship program. Okay. And, and there's 15 core values and it's based on teamwork and discipline and work ethic and commitment and character and pride, all, all those things. And so we, we really work hard to develop that. We tell our players is that those things that are going to allow you to be successful in football, to get out on the field and, and, and to compete and to win, to put your best foot forward, those are the same things that are going to allow you to be successful in the classroom. Yes. Those are the same things that are going to allow you to be successful in the community. Because as, 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 a, as a husband, as a father, all those things, there's, there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. I, the, the biggest thing I think football develops is that you have to learn how to overcome adversity when things don't go your way how are you going to bounce back from that and 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 get some momentum back and so right now we're in our off-season program we're about four weeks away from starting spring football but that off-season is all about developing characteristics and skills that are going to allow you to be successful in the fall and a lot of people think about i ask our kids every time we go in off-season why do we do off-season to get to get bigger and faster and stronger. And yeah. that's true, that really is a byproduct. All season is about learning the habits and, okay. and the skill set that are gonna allow you to compete for a, a gold football. And that is showing up every day, working hard, whether you feel like it or not. Cause, Cause every day you're not gonna feel like getting up early in the morning, coming to workouts. Right now we're in track season. So a lot of our guys that compete in track are up there at 7 a.m. or wow. they're staying up after school. So, so they're making some of those sacrifices to put in the work. When you put in that work, you're making an investment, and in the fall, that that's when you're going to reap the rewards of that. So, the the guys that I've seen go on that have been successful, and I think one of the things that that I'm really proud of is that we have a lot of coaches that come back and tell me that our guys step in and and they have that work ethic. They they understand what it takes, and 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 I'm proud of that. And I think that's why a lot of coaches in general like to come and get Texas kids okay? because we have that off-season program. So, so you have that ability to spend that time with them, to develop them, not just physically, but also mentally, emotionally, socially. And when they, when they go on, when they have those early morning workouts, when they got to learn that time management, uh, yeah. Coach Beatty used to say, uh, a college football player, when you're a college football player, you have two full-time jobs because you're a full-time student. Yep. And then that, that time that you have to spend and it's not just practice, it's not just work out the meeting time and learning how to watch film, learning how to process. Yes. Uh, Matt Rule, when I've heard him speak, when you know, he's now in Nebraska, when he was at Baylor, he, he talked about when, when you're in the NFL, sometimes you gotta meet two, two and a half hours a day, you're sitting in meetings. So a lot of times we, we, we think about um, kids that have you know, 
we have a 17 minute attention span. I don't think, well, I say kids, I think adults too, <laughs> but you, that is a skill set that you yes. have to learn. And that meeting time is important to us. We watch film, we have meetings, we make players take notes. They, they have to learn that. Because if you're gonna go into college, you're, you're gonna have to do that. If you're gonna survive, if you're gonna be yeah. successful. Um, so I think that's the biggest way we prepare them is we understand that it's, it's a mentality that you develop. Yeah. You may have all the skill in the world and that's great. That's part of it. That gives you a chance to get your foot in the door. But if you're, if you're gonna continue to progress and, and make it, then you, you have to understand that work that's involved with it and not just a sometimes thing. It's an all, yes. all the time thing, a day to day. And been very, very fortunate. And going back to MacArthur, we had a player, uh, Ron Brooks, who was drafted, uh, well, he, he signed with LSU, um, won a national championship, competed yeah. on two SEC championship teams, and he was drafted in the fourth round by the Buffalo Bills. We have players, uh, I have two players right now, one at Oklahoma, one at Oklahoma State, okay. actually two at Oklahoma who, who walked on wow. and, and, and got put on scholarship. And those guys understood the, the work ethic that's involved. Uh, so uh, I'm proud of that from our program is that whether you go on and play in, whether it's D1, whether it's D2, D3, NAIA, whether, whether you go to college as a student um, yep. and compete in intramurals, whether you go into the military. I, I think that we really try to make that mentality of day in, day out, consistency of the work ethic and the discipline and, and, and your character. Right. That's what ultimately is, is, is going to pay off. We, we always refer to, uh, there's a verse in Galatians that says, yep. do not grow weary and and, and doing good because at the proper time you reap a harvest if you not give up. We yes. tell our guys there's a consistency. You just show up every day and, and, and do things the right way, and there's going to be a payoff on that. Almost and that's, that's the biggest message we we try to teach our kids. And those kids that have applied that when when they've gone on and played football in college have have had success. Okay. And and now I remember we had a conversation a while back, and you were telling me about your team and how those guys came together and decided hey, we're going to do Bible study or we're going to do this. So how has, has that improved the locker room and the camaraderie with those guys? Because that's something that they don't have to do, but they're doing it, you know, and, and, and elaborate on that a little bit. Just Right. That, well, it, it comes back to relationships. I okay. think that's the important part of, of, of being a part of a team is that you have to learn how to, to be around each other. We all experience when, when we were growing up and you're on teams is that you, you grow up and you have your friends and people you eat lunch with and people you, you, you hang out with, people to come to your birthday parties growing up. But now when you come, become a part of a team, yep. now you have to expand that relationship. And, and, and that's what, for me, uh, I still have high school teammates almost 35 years ago that wow. uh, still keep in contact with, may not seen them until the, the 20, 30 year reunion, but those memories and those bonds that we share, those, those stay with you. So um, we had a group of guys that, that, that wanted to do a Bible study. And so they, okay. they started that. I think whether it's that, whether it's a position group that decides to, hey, we're going to meet up one night and just and go have pizza. Yes. Um, we're going we're gonna to get together. We're going to go watch a movie. We're going to come up and, and, and get some extra working on their own. I think whatever it is that you do outside of that time that we have them, we, we have them 90 minutes during the athletic period and during the fall when we have practice, you, you have that, that mandatory time, that practice yes. time that they have to be there. But when they 
when they do things outside on their own, as coaches, that means a lot to us because that means that they're being intentional about finding ways yes. to spend that time together and learn and grow. And, and that helps the locker room just by those shared experiences and, right. and, and that time that you spend together. You see guys that understand each other a little bit better um, you know, when they're doing that, whether it's Bible study, whether eating pizza together, they're, yeah. telling, they're, they're, <laughs> they're telling about themselves or telling about uh, maybe, maybe when they get comfortable with each other, some, some things that they like, some things they don't like, what, right. what, what makes them who they are today. And once they understand that about each other, then uh, I, that, that does nothing but improve that, yeah. that locker room and yeah. those relationships. And, and, and I, can, I can remember coming up and playing and the guys, and back in the 80s, I don't know what it's like today, but I, I would imagine it's the same. Guys, your teammates are going to hold you accountable, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, but they've gained that trust and that ability to hold you accountable. Um, and, you know, when I sit back and I look at it and, and I look at the guys at the high school level, the college level, and the pros, it's all the same. Those are your brothers that, that you basically will go into battle with, whether it's on the field or off the field. Um, and, and that was just one thing that, that kind of stood out whenever we were talking a while back. And now, when you coming in as a coach, or as long as you've been a coach, what, how many kids are you seeing that actually have and come from a good solid foundation where all you have to do is add different things to that foundation? I would say over the years, uh, when, when they have that foundation, I think when, when they come and they have that, that level of discipline, mm -hmm. that, that does make a big difference. Okay. There's um, and, and I say, there, we have kids from, I mean, I go back to my Colville Heritage days, my Crandall days, MacArthur days, and, and, and even now at Flower Mound, there's, there's kids. And, and, and sometimes, you know, you get into, into home life and yeah. um, there's a lot of different situations. And, um, and I've seen kids and, and, and maybe sometimes overcome some situations and, and, and you know, and be successful and not. I, I think that at some point, though, there is a, there's a faith that my the work that I put in there's going to be yes. a payoff, yeah. uh, and 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 I think over the years as a coach, um, they come in with a certain uh, hesitancy or doubt maybe at where you can see man is this guy is is he really about what he says he's about right. can I trust him yes. some kids jump in right away like that and they're just eager but whatever you say I'm gonna do I, I was like that as yeah. <laughs> as as a player um, just because I, I again I I grew up the watching sports competing and uh, you know that's the way I was taught is yeah. that whatever your coach says whatever your teacher says then then um, that that's what that's what you have to do. Right. Um, some kids come in. And I think I really do think kids nowadays are a little more aware, and and they come in with okay, let's I, I, I'm going to listen. They're they're very smart, and I think that's a good thing. I don't I think that's a good thing at all. I tell our coaches all the time. You 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 really have to earn that trust with with yes. those those kids because they know if you know what you're talking about or not. Yes. Um. Some kids will come in with 
the level of respect that I'm going to do what you asked me to do. I don't know if I really fully believe that or right. not, but I'm still going to do it. And there's other kids that listen. I, if I don't believe you, I'm, I'm my effort's not going to be good. Uh, I'm going to do it my way. And in a game, you know, they may come up kind of freelance doing some other things. And, right. and, and either way, um, I think that's a challenge that we have as as coaches and then teachers is that we we have to we have to understand that it's not just what I say goes. We we have to make sure that we are well researched and versed and have put in the time. Yes. So whatever we tell those kids, it's going to allow them to have success. Because yeah. whether they come in with that eagerness right away of whatever you say I'm going to do, or if it's going to take a while to earn that trust. Uh, and, and we can see that pretty easily in kids. Uh, we okay. can see sometimes when there's doubt, when they're not sure. So we got to spend a little bit more time of developing that relationship, of explaining the why behind this is why we do this. Yes. And to me, that's actually a little more rewarding because when you have the kids buying, you know that that has to be earned. Uh, and that's what I've seen a, a lot over the years. Okay. Uh, and, and when I've, uh, sometimes when kids have come in as, as freshmen and and you're just not sure where their level of commitment is and how invested they are. Are, are they going to are they going to stay with it for another year, or or are they going to find something else? But the, I think those kids that you really capture and you develop that relationship, the ones you got to work a little bit harder are the ones that that you're going to see five, ten years from now come yeah. back uh, when they go to college. They're going to come. We'll say you know, we like when the, when those kids. Come, they drop their bags off at home, say hi to the parents, and they come up to the field house and say hi to us. And, and yeah. those relationships, when you build that, um, that's that's a big part of why we do what we do. Because as a, as a coach, as a teacher, as an educator, to to, to help a kid achieve a goal of theirs, yes. uh, whether whatever level of success that is and what that looks like to them, if you have an opportunity to be a part of that, that's very rewarding. Nice, I love it. And now. Thoughts on NIL, because mm-hmm. you see the guys now, because you start seeing them getting those deals or people talking to them out of high school. And what have you instilled in your players when those types of deals show up for them? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have to say that NIL is still relatively new, and, and yeah. I'm there's a lot that I don't know about it. Uh, we had a player quarterback from a couple years ago. Was probably one of the first players that uh, was an Elite Eleven guy. Came out and, and uh, signed with Oklahoma, and, and uh, he's he's now he's he's at Wisconsin. He transferred to Wisconsin and very successful. Is going to be very successful. And um, I haven't talked a lot of, with him about the experience, but just with some of the guys that, that have been involved with that, some of the guys I know about that. Um, I think more often than not, it's it's just like with anything else. Just research and be smart about yes. what you're doing. There, what you see on the internet, what you see, what you hear people talk about, may not necessarily be reality. I know we hear a lot about the the money going around and, and all these different things, and and um, I think that you know, just like anything else, there there may be some truth or a hint of truth, but what's reality? You you just have to look and see what's what's best for you. Yeah. Um, again, it's still new and there's a lot that I don't know about, but the advice that I would give is just be very smart about the things that 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 you're doing and that you're looking at. I, I still, 
I still feel that when you have that opportunity and and you're you have you're blessed to go and play at the next level, um, that's great. You're you're playing at the next level, but you're also have an opportunity to get your education. Yes. Don't lose focus of, of of what some of those priorities are. Um, but also the reality is that those things are out there. Um, I'm sure there's good deals, there's bad yeah. deals, there's good contracts, there's bad contracts, there's people that that want a piece of of what you have the opportunity to be a part of. So be really smart, ask questions, rely on mm-hmm. people that you trust, your parents, your coaches. Uh, I think that's really the best thing. Uh, a lot of, all of the, all of the, the, the FBS schools now have staff that, that handle those things yes. for, for players. They're gonna, they're there to help you. Um, so rely on those people that, that you don't want to end up ending in a, in a bad deal or promise something that, that maybe right. is not uh, in reality what was initially laid out for you. And, um, and I think if you do that the right way, then, yeah. then that's going to help you in the long run. And, you know, it, it's, uh, I think back, I remember my, one of my first college papers that I wrote, it was paying players. This was back in 87. Mm. And, you know, when you think about it and then you see the SMU thing and then you see University of Miami and now the NIL is actually here and my first thought was, oh, man, this is going to be University of Miami all over again. But they've actually done a decent job at, at containing it and controlling how it, it's all happening. Um, I remember Demetric Evans said, he said, it's, it, it's like it was a, when you came into college, you were young, you know, because he was talking about him being 17 and going into Georgia and playing. And he said, I didn't know anything. But it all goes back to what you just said. It's it's about listening to the people that got you to where you are. And it all goes back to that foundation, uh, which I love the foundation. And because you see a lot of players that are not, they don't come from a stable environment, but they still wind up, wind up doing awesome things because that coach stepped up and said, hey, I'm going to take you under my wing and, you know, this is, I'm going to try to guide you and give you what you have not been getting. Um, I mean, just being an educator like you guys are, I I take my hat off to you because I don't think I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't, but that's just me. But I also see the help that you guys are providing. And I relied on my high school coaches, but I mean, I came from a mom and dad that are still married after 55 years. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a different world for me. Um, it's like walking a mile in somebody else's shoes. Right. But now let's talk about this seven on seven. Now give us a little bit about it because I've heard about it and, and I'm seeing more and more schools and people are actually doing it. Mm-hmm. But I know you guys, you, you play some 707 or are you're coaching 707. So, so give us a little background on it. Well, 707 started, I remember back in 98, 99 or so is when it really started to take off and, uh, and then has, has since really become almost, I don't want to say mandatory, but I think most schools are taking advantage of opportunities for quarterbacks and receivers to get out and throw and catch and mm-hmm. defensive backs 
able to go out and work some coverage schemes against different route combinations. We we go in the spring, uh, we're about to go four and a half weeks where we just, we get to practice against each other. So we get really good at our receivers running against our coverage schemes and, and our defensive backs looking at our route combinations. But um, there's there's multiple tournaments that you can get involved with. And um, in fact, we, we just had a couple weeks before spring break of getting together with two other high schools, almost just like a like a pickup basketball game wow. if you want to compare it to where we'll, we go and our uh, our varsity kids or JV kids will get out there and we'll play for 30 minutes. And uh, anytime you're going up against with another school, there, there's a little bit of competition involved. Oh, yeah. But we realize that just an opportunity to, to get out and get better. Uh, and I think that's a valuable thing. The UIL, UIL rules don't allow us to, to, to coach that. Um, we can't get out and, and, and call plays or call coverages with it, but I think it's valuable for our kids because right. the way we do it is our quarterback calls plays. Well, he has to problem solve. He has to start learning of, all right, what plays are working? If, if I'm seeing this coverage, what do I have to adjust? What formations okay. do I have to get in? So it's, it's good learning for them. Uh, we usually have a, a senior safety that calls our coverages. Uh, again, they have to recognize right. what the offense is trying to do and what coverage takes this away, particularly in different down and distances. So you're in shorts and t-shirts and of course the soft shell helmets now. Um, so it's not entirely 11 on 11 football. There's, there's pluses and minuses to it. There's a lot of rules in place, which I agree with to, to limit contact with the okay. defense. We wanna keep players safe. The, no coach wants to go out and, and, and lose a player exactly. for a significant amount of time because um, you get hurt. Um, but it, it does give you the, the advantages and the pluses with it are, are pretty significant. So our, I think that there's a, a, certain, uh, a certain time frame that, that is good. I, I still believe that we don't want to spend all summer doing it. Um, I, I, we want our kids to take summer vacations, go to camps, right. do those things that you only have a certain amount of time to do. So we usually do about two tournaments and, and some league play. Um, and, and, and again, that's just another opportunity for our guys to get together and develop some relationships. What's happening now is there's a lot of outside seven on seven leagues too, the select seven on seven and some of the travel seven on seven. And there, there's some, there's some merit to that as well. I think okay. you're, you're going out and you're throwing and catching, you're working. Um, nowadays we, we, when I was growing up and you played, Another team, I mean that whether it was a team across town or or far away, you just you never felt like you knew those guys. And now we play teams, and, and those players all know each other. Right. And, um, my son grew up playing a lot of uh, select baseball. Same thing. We when he was in high school, we play other teams, and he usually knows somebody on that team. I think that's a good thing. Again, the, the relationships and yep. the more you get to know people is good. Um, the thing that we caution our players to be careful of is that when you go play on these outside teams and, you, and you're playing again with guys from all these different schools, well, whose offense are you running? Whose defense are you running? I feel like the advantage that seven on seven gives you is you're working your schemes, your, okay. your offensive schemes, your defensive schemes. I think for, for receivers and quarterbacks, you're, you're working routes and you're throwing and catching. For secondary guys, for DPs, your your coverage schemes. A lot of times you're you're playing man to man, so you're working that man to man scheme. So I always caution our guys, and we have a lot of guys that do it. Just uh, number one, don't sacrifice a a 
a school event. Yes. Uh, so so we'll, we give them our dates from we're doing seven on seven. And I know some of them come out during the summer. Uh, and, and and they all have a great mentality. They they want to put in the work. They want to get better. Um, but but just just don't sacrifice any school events right. and don't get hurt <laughs> doing it. You know, there's I worry a lot about sometimes just the getting worn down and the overuse and and, yeah. and that aspect of it. And 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 I mean we can't you can't put them in a bubble. You step off a curb and roll your ankle. Um, but just. Keep it in perspective for for what it is able to accomplish. Yes. Uh, we've had some teams that have been able to throw it around pretty good um, with quarterbacks and receivers, and a lot of them have done a lot of seven on seven. So I do think it's beneficial okay. for that. We have a job as coaches that once we get them, that now we got to work your skill set into the concept of of what we want to do offensively and defensively. And as long as we understand that, then I, I think it's very beneficial. Right, I love it. And now. One word that describes Coach Brian Basil. One word. <laughs> I, uh, well, that's 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 tough. I'd probably be better to ask my wife this question, <laughs> or or the people that 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 are around me. Um, you know, I, I would I would say motivated. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm motivated to be the, the the best that I can be, the best coach I can be, the best husband I can be, the best dad I can be. Um, I think every day I wake up, I, I I I don't have the mentality, and I never want to have the mentality that that I've I've just got it figured out. I don't want to get up and just just kind of coach, just kind of get by. I feel that I owe it to my my players, the coaches on my staff that uh, I, I want I want our football program to be one of the top programs in the state of Texas. And, right. and I think as a coach, as a competitor, as a player, that that's what your your goals are. Uh, we are not win at all costs. And we have a purpose that is yeah. that is higher than just winning and losing. But yes. I, I do think those things that you learn out of that that level of competition, we I, I tell our players and I tell our parents this at parents meeting, our, our motto uh, for flying around Jaguar football is we will win. And it's based on those building blocks. And we have a pyramid in our team room that go, it's a goal pyramid and it's separated into blocks. And it has teamwork and discipline and commitment and faith and character, leadership, all those things. And at the top pyramid is win. Okay. So our focus is on covering up all those things. Well, the winning takes care of itself. Yeah. So if you have great teamwork and discipline and pride about what you're doing, if you're set, if you set goals, if, 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 if you're committed, all those things, and then that winning is going to take care of itself. And and uh, we we have conversations with players that that grades aren't good in class. Well, don't don't tell me that that football is important and you want to do the things out here to be successful, but you're but you're not turning in your work. Your teacher says you're 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 not paying attention in class. You're talking in the back when 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 you're supposed to be paying attention. Those those things don't. Really line up, so so so. You're when when you graduate from high school, whether you if you're applying to college, if you're going in the military, if you're applying for a job, even if you run your own company, you are still accountable, and yes. there's other people that are dependent on you. So so you got to put your best foot forward every day, that, and that's what we will win is all about, and that's what motivates me is that I want our players to understand that. I like to see that consistency 
uh, they see on the field in the classroom. Um, we 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 have some kids. I'm really proud to do some community service projects. I, I just think that 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 selfless attitude in terms of 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 who you are and the impact that you're making. I I just felt that's I want to have that impact uh, as well. I. I don't think that that we were put here to to just be ordinary. I think yeah. we're put here for a purpose, and I feel that's my God given purpose is is doing what I'm doing, and uh, I'm proud of that. We talk a lot about our players. I've, I've got two kids. I talk a lot about. I think that was my my two kids probably here. Right, <laughs> uh, have heard a lot of the same things growing up that that my players here. Okay, and, um, I just I believe in that, and fortunate that have been able to use football uh, yeah. as an avenue to make that difference. I love it. It's that it's that hope carrier mentality. Absolutely. No doubt, absolutely. Hope carrier mentality. Yes, and, sir. and I had a friend of mine tell me, Bobby, uh, I mean, not Bobby, uh, Mike Bobino. he does, basically he works with kids, gets them, you know, gets them ready for D1 or NAIA or D2 or whatever. And he said, how can you be an exceptional athlete when you're a D student. That's very true. How can you be that person when you're not taking advantage of or doing everything you can to be an A student? You know? That's and, right. And I was like, you know what? I, I never thought about it that way. But 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 it was a it was a good thing. Now, I want to thank you. I know I don't I don't like to take up too much of anyone's time, but I want to thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, you know, Coach Coach Brian Basil, Flower Mound High School. Uh, you see Coach Brian Basil. Now you know his story. Thanks again for coming on the show, Coach. Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at You See Me Pod. Make sure you share with your family and friends. We'll see you next episode. And always remember, you see me, but you don't know my story.